Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 44 of the Wrestling Journal Podcast brought to you by WrestleBuzz at WrestleBuzz with three Zs on Twitter at WrestleBuzz on Instagram. This is I, Joseph Crush. We're back. Don't worry. We're still here. We're always ready. Like Matt Cardona. Shut up. Nikki Noodles, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Joey. Welcome back, pal. <laughs> you too, bud. <laughs> little hiatus. It's all right. Everyone does it. Bad news, Tom Canale. What's going on, bud? Hey, good morning, boys. Good to be back. Good to be back. Bad news. Fresh start. Fresh start. Restart. Mm. NJ3, the professional. What's going on? Let me talk to you. <laughs> you don't get the reference. L.A. Knight is in NXT. Yes, he is. Interesting. We'll get into that. Um, I mean, we're apologizing, but like we needed a break last week. You got to understand. If you know, if if you're a listener of uh, this is 43 weeks in a row, we're doing this. All right, maybe not everybody, but me included. But uh, <laughs> sometimes we need breaks. Uh, I think Tommy's the only Iron Man. Tommy was the only Iron Man going into that. So, so I technically, yeah, Tom. I apologize. Oh, you ruined, oh my god! Wow, Tom's like gonna be first ballot Hall of Famer now because of you. <laughs> well, and the podcast Hall of Fame. Technically, he's a part of every episode still. If we want to go that route. Yeah, it's true. It's not really his the, guy, the guy. The guy's been no, trying to never catch Cal Ripken. Fault. He's trying to cal- catch Cal Ripken's streak. <laughs> Tommy's always on time. First to the first to the Zoom call. <clears throat> so punctual. So uh, let me take a swig of water, quick. Sorry. Oh, that's the kind of guy Jersey. he is. You know, I expect nothing Jersey. less from the best. Jersey, if we were live, would you do that? Would you hit us with the, the Russell Westbrook after a three back at back in the day? Um. Yeah. So I mean. If yeah, if you if like new to the program here, uh, I'm a new father, so the baby brings you know unpredictable things, takes me out of the game sometimes. <laughs> Couldn't make it last week. NJ three doing some renovations on the basement. Got it. I mean, we got got to get work done. We got to move. We got to. We have lives, people. Big uh, bad news. Tom Canale, he's an accountant. Uh, taxi got taxes. People. He'll do them. Uh, you want to hide <laughs> money? He'll do it. So he has a running second gimmick of Erwin uh, R. Scheister. Yeah, there we go. So. Uh, <laughs> Do your taxes, people. And then Nicky Noodles, uh, he's just a peeping Tom. So, I mean, he was busy that day. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, but we, you know what? Things happen. Listen, uh, it, I said in the beginning of the show, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We we, we make notes. What are the tags there. again? What are the uh, tags WrestleBuzz, again? regular WrestleBuzz on Instagram. WrestleBuzz with three Zs on Twitter. That's something oh, okay, that cool. still has the uh, the... Ten years, Ten, Ten years inactive. Ten years. Yeah. If anyone knows uh, what I gotta do to get to get that Twitter handle, want to help me out? Just uh, you know, shoot me a DM, please. Um, but yeah, follow us on there. You'll get updates if we're not gonna be able to make a show, which will never happen, hopefully anytime soon. Um, yeah. Also, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a subscription, subscribe, uh, give us a review, five stars. Much appreciated. We love you. And. Uh, Guys, before we get into the show, uh, just take a word from our sponsor. Do you love fantasy sports and professional wrestling? Of course you do. 
So join Paper Champion. It's free to play, win real prizes, gifts, trophies, and more. Signups for Season 5 are currently underway. Do you have what it takes to be the next Paper Champion? If so, contact us at kfabecup at gmail.com. Once again, that is kfabecup at gmail.com. Paper Champion. Fantasy Wrestling Done Right. Alrighty. Paper Champion, coming up. Season 5. Every week we say it. Sign up, people. Listen, I saw a little demo of that website coming up. Ooh, looks legit. It is looking really good. good. Yeah. Our I'll guy be- Eric James knows what he's doing, and it's just gonna mm-hmm. it's just gonna get even bigger and bigger. I love everything about it. Uh, I'll be a first hand tester before it gets a, its release, so I'll have a little insight. But look uh, at you, a little beta testing over it's, there. It's looking good, people. Let me tell you, Joey's everything but beta. Yeah. <laughs> like you tell gamma. me he's an alpha. He's a part of the Alpha Academy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a gamma. I'm just there. You Sigma Gamma Phi? <laughs> Omega Beta Zeta? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Guys, big news this week. Big news. Mm. The big show. Paul White headed to AEW. Listen. Something that came out. I mean, that came out of nowhere. Yes, it did. <laughs> when, when's the last time in this era of social media have we had something like this? I mean... Let's not jump the gun. He's not an active wrestler, really. Like, so it's not it's big, but it's not like like Roman Reigns to AEW. But when's the last time we've had someone of this stature, uh, what we would assume to be now a WWE lifer, like from from that standpoint going forward, move to AEW like this? So for for it not to be reported by like dirt sheets and stuff like that, for it to come out of nowhere was kind of refreshing and also very shocking as well. Um, I think it's a big move. Uh, he they're signing him from what they said a three-year deal uh, to be commentary on their YouTube a new YouTube show coming out uh, it's AEW Dark Evolution I think it's a YouTube show I'm not even sure so uh, I, I guess yeah it's more I don't know what they have plans for AEW Dark now like it, it, a lot of confusion going on but um, I guess we may have more details with, within the, the next few weeks Um NJ3, just thoughts on, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. Like, the big show is a WWE guy. He has been since 1996, I want to say. It's 97, 98. I forget when he came over. Uh, but he came up and he threw Stone Cold through the, uh, the cage. Through the cage it, right? it was 98. Had to be 98. That was prime. Austin Save Valentine's Day so, Massacre. Um, yeah. It's it's crazy to think that, like you were just saying before, like, if you look if you look up and down the, the AEW roster, I think he is the first, like, lifer like almost WWE guy, even though I know he was in WCW for a period of time, but like he, he spent the majority of his career in WWE and then he went over there. It's, it's a, it was a shock. I thought it was a joke when I think Tommy sent it in the group chat. I didn't believe him because like, you know, Tommy's, he's a funny guy. He likes to mess around with us and pull our strings. But when I saw it in there, I'm like, is this legitimately real? Like did the big show really just go there? And like, I'm thinking like, what, what does that mean? Like, and you were just saying like, what does it mean? For him, for the for AEW, he's not active anymore. It seems like in a commentary role, but he's a household name, right? He has yeah. a Netflix show now, um, the Big Show show. Which I guess, if you think about, you know, copyrights, what's going to happen with that? Because I don't know if anyone's had a chance to see it. It's 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 a silly, cute little family show, but you know, I watch it because it's the Big Show. There was some, you know, Mick Foley made an appearance, Mark Henry made an appearance. Like they actually brought guys from WWE or that was in, I guess, affiliation. They actually used some of, I guess, trademark in there. You know, so I'm just kind of curious, like now that he's in AEW, what's going to happen with the show? 
yeah. stuff like that. So how, how old um, is Big Show? Forty-six uh, or something. I want to say. Yeah, probably late forties. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of miles on that body. Yeah, that was, that's a why lot I was of miles. Curious, to be honest, he's like your he's like your right shoulder. <laughs> Mine still works though. No, no, no. <laughs> he's forty. Come on, old, old forty-nine. He's forty-nine. Right, so, yeah, it's yeah. pretty. It's right. pretty up there. So I wasn't like I'm not thinking he's going to be a, an overly active character. Like if. It, if even if he gets in the ring, but just his presence is the name over there. I mean, it's a big deal. And uh, I mean, now we can get the match we've been waiting for him versus Shaq. It looks like so. I guess uh, we're going to be clamoring at the bits for that. Um, last time, think about it this way: the last time Jericho and Big Show jumped ship to another program, mm. where was it? You know what yeah. I mean? And like, it's kind of like sim- almost like symbolic. I'm not saying the same results are going to happen, but it's still pretty interesting. So like we're, we're at the height of a uh, quote unquote war here between two companies, uh, one on the uprise, one kind of stagnant where they are. And then they're, they pull over, they pull a guy who may not make a, a huge impact, but it's still a big name to go over there, Tom. I mean, that's a big deal. I think, I, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, like you said, um, you know, it's a big name. Like everyone in the world for the last, what, 20, almost 20 years is like, oh, the big show. That's the big guy at WWE. The guy, you know, he looked, everyone thought when he first came to WCW, he was Andre the Giant's son. I remember because his name was the Giant. Like, oh, it must be his son, you know, type of thing. But, you know, obviously it didn't end up being that. But no, I mean, it's when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, that's that's Vince's guy. I mean, Vince loved this guy for yeah. so long. So the, for him to lose him, I mean, like you said, was an active wrestler for the longest time, but still a loser. It was like, wow, okay, this it's pretty crazy, it really is. I mean, who knows who else they can get if he can leave? Who, who who knows who else they can jump ship to them? So we'll see what happens, but it's just crazy. And that, yeah, that's what that was my next question. The noodles, like, I mean, Nick, now we've seen the big show leave, or I don't even know if you want to consider leaving, but he didn't renew his contract to WWE and moved over. This has to like. Sit, kind of led us to believe that anyone could really go and right i mean i mean at the, at the end of the day million dollar man taught us as, as young children that everybody's got a price <laughs> yeah. right so um i mean at the end i mean at the end of the day joe in my personal opinion i mean i feel like you know the big show is clearly on the back end of his career right i mean yeah. i think part of the reason why we didn't hear about any of this news is simply from the fact that he's not even really active right you forget that he even exists because of the, the lack of interaction you get with the big show yeah um so I think that has more to do with it than anything else. I mean, yeah, he's got a big name, obviously. Uh, everyone knows who he is. But I think it's more of a, you know, just a take another shot at WWE as opposed to anything else, really. I mean, I don't know what else Big Show could really bring to the table. Yeah, I mean, he can go in there and throw a few guys around. Um, but even, like, to me, his whole career was so underutilized. He should have been one of the greatest of all time as far from his size as a, the most dominant big man ever. And every company he's ever been at has failed with him. Failed, in my personal opinion. Okay. I think the the latter of his career in WWE was very questionable. It was the the back and forth uh, babyface heel turns. I think it's what he's yeah. It, it, yeah. Was, it was very silly. in the beginning I mean, he, though. He, I loved it. I thought he was yeah. Uh, but he, I mean, he like he could have been one of the, like when was place like right now. Roman's doing some dominant, unbelievable heel work. Yeah. But it's been a long time since like there's been a true dominant heel champion, right? Like they did it with Yokozuna mm-hmm. there for a little bit. Triple H had a little bit of run, but they never had a guy like the big show that should have been championed for a year, two years plus mm. of just pure dominance, right? Because of the size and believability factor. And every company he was in always did him dirty when it came to that shit. Like he became a joke at the end too, especially. Yeah. And he deserved better than that, especially for his loyalty for all those years. 
And now, I mean, I'm sure he knows he doesn't have that much in the tank, so might as well get paid. And I'm yeah. sure they paid him handsomely to steal him from Vince. Absolutely. And that's, what, that's what that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, that's taking Vince's shit from back in the day. I mean, right. you, you pay you pay to get the guy. But he also he I think he did come out and say that he wasn't happy with how hundred uh, like, percent his last like, even the last appearance on Legends Night he yeah. got like he felt he got shafted for sure. Yeah, so it was definitely. But I, I think it's more of the fact that they, mm-hmm. they, they're trying to steal you know hurt WWE hurt Vince and you know take advantage of a guy who's a little sour and for him to get paid and they could you know hopefully use his name properly where he could help them make some money. Yeah. It might even be as a backstage role as well. His knowledge in the business is there. 100%. So, He's like, a veteran of the game. Yeah. So you throw him in there, maybe just show a lot of big guys in AEW too. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's a lot of guys that he can, he can really sure. influence. Oh my God. Think yeah. about him with Wardlow, yeah. Jake Hager, like you said, Lance Archer. I, I mean, I Luchasaurus. think there's a lot. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. Yeah, um, there's awesome. definitely, there's a lot that I think he can bring to the table. To be honest, I think it was a, I hear what you're saying, Nick. And I agree. I think it's kind of like a, you know what you did me dirty. I'm going to get mine. Yeah, yeah. But I think at the same time, he loves the business so much. Oh, for sure. Right? This, and he this, wants this to see the guys grow Correct. in the business. So why not go to a brand new company and bring some of these new young guys up? Give him the tutelage of, like you just said before, how dirty he was done and what yeah. they can maybe do to avoid that. Where his presence that's, really matters now. I right. agree with mm-hmm. you 100%. Good call, George. Right. So, so that, that's where I hopefully mm-hmm. see it for him. Yeah, no, great point. Um, so if, if you're a long-time listener... Uh, we used to run question, uh, listener question of the week. Now, most of the time, Joe Ford, our, our, our friend of the show, big friend of the show, he, uh, he was the question because he cared. He wanted to send us questions in advance. Love Joe Ford. Uh, so now we have a new segment called the Joe Ford question of the week. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Lie, this is the first time I'm, I'm dropping the question in. I haven't sent an audio question over. Uh, I'm going to do my best to, to drop it in the episode. Hopefully everything goes well. If not, um we'll get into it but uh here's the question from joe ford hey guys really enjoying the podcast it's uh joe ford over here your number one fan uh, i've got a question for you guys this week with aew signing the big show a uh, former wwe legend who would aew have to sign off the wwe roster for them to overtake them in the ratings and just overall company uh give me a few wrestler names who do you think that could really do it? Uh, really look forward to you guys' answers and uh, can't wait to listen. All right. Bye-bye. All right, Joe. Thank you. Appreciate it. We love you. Um, just in case the auto didn't drop, the question was, who from a- basically who from WWE uh, with the signing of a big show could put AEW over the top, over WWE, take over wrestling, basically? Um, who else could they sign? Now, uh, there, there is obvious answers here, um, like Roman Reigns, uh, you know, uh, Drew McIntyre, The Fiend. Like you could just say like those three right there, and then I mean you could argue that AEW's taken over, right? But anyone, uh, Tom, we'll start with you, buddy. Uh, anyone in particular that you think could put a like if to, a legitimate, like a realistic signing that they can take from WWE that can help them take over wrestling? I got a few, but right off the top of my head, I mean. Even though he's not wrestling technically, I mean, if Mr. John Cena would have jumped to AEW, yeah, could, you imagine? could you imagine? Yeah. I mean, that'd just be crazy to see that. And guys who are active right now, I got obviously Roman. I mean, that'd be pretty crazy to yeah. see him to see him jump. And this one, even though, you know, I think he's been on the best heel run of his career, but Mr. Randy Orton, I think that'd be major if he ever jumped. I really do. So yeah. those, those are my guys who I think would really shift 
the balance of power, if you want to say that to them, if those guys, you know, ever decide to jump to AEW. Now, listen, I think Roman's probably good. I mean, granted, never say never, right? I think he's never going to leave the company. Um, Randy is definitely, a, I mean, he's a, you never know with him, dude. This yeah. fucking, he mm-hmm. can just end his con- current contract with, with WWE, want to see fresh faces. And like, he's always very interactive on social media with everybody. Um, he's, he's, I know he's good friends with the, with FTR. So I mean, Hey dude, you never fucking know, man. I mean, that's, that's what this, this whole transaction does with the big show. It's kind of like frees up like our mind of like, dude, anything could fucking happen. Exactly. Um, NJ three, uh, anyone in particular, uh, I guess if you have anyone else, uh, maybe besides like the, uh, the obvious top guys, anyone that maybe like someone that like from NXT or like a a mid-card guy that could maybe push over. AEW that, that maybe it's maybe not being used right on WWE. I don't know. I'm trying to yeah, no, sure. I mean, listen, you and Tommy hit on a bunch of good examples. So I'm going to give you a sore. I'm going to sore you on this one. What if, and it's going to sound crazy. What if Charlotte Flair went over there? Ooh. Because she is the yeah. nature, she is the yeah. nature girl, right? And I mean, there's a division that, that lacks, you know, someone that's on the same caliber as like Sheeta. You have like Sheeta, you have then you have a bunch of like, you know, one B's, if you want to say it. No disrespect to the girls. The girls are doing their thing, but Sheeta's clear the top of the of the of the echelon in that in that division. Imagine Charlotte Flair went over to AEW, what that would do, the Flair name, mm. her in her prime. Like you're talking about, like I, I know you're saying and Randy's a good example. You know, he I don't want to say he's not definitely not past his prime, but his his days of reigns of championships are a little probably a little bit more behind. Drew's now in the like in the middle of his prime, so is Roman. But what about like a Charlotte Flair, man? That would be great. That would be big. Or even like I alluded Sa- to even, a couple of weeks ago. Go ahead. Even like a Sasha too, bro. Dude, Sasha or even a Becky Lynch now because Becky blew up. Yeah. Household names these girls are now. I alluded to a couple of weeks ago, and it just kind of get into my point again. I really, you know, when we always talk about the Wednesday Night Wars of NXT and AEW, it's really it's it's AEW and like Raw SmackDown, man. Mm-hmm. That's really what the war is. Like that's I know they just happen to be on the same night. That's just kind of what it is, but yeah. a, a signing like like Paul White, like the Big Show, is is more of like a, a shot towards the main roster than it is NXT. And I've I've been saying this for a long time: the war is not NXT AEW; it's WWE and AEW. That's the war. Yeah, it's never it, you never like you know what I was going to bring this up, man. Like you, you brought it up the Wednesday Night Wars. If you're going to take shots, take shots of like the wrestlers and shit. Like make it like fun. It's always going to be against Vince and like how you're mistreated. That's all. That's the stagnant, the stagnant shots that they take. Let's get some fun. And like, if you're on the same night as fucking NXT young bucks, you're cool with Adam Cole. Take a shot at Adam Cole. Like do like do his taunt when you get in the ring. Like you're not going to get fucking sued for it. Like do something like that would just make fun of it and stop. Like, it's always like a, a personal cut it out dog, a personal, uh, a shot at Vince. It's never, I don't know. I think it'd be fun, but, uh, Whatever. I'm just ranting here. Um, I like that though. Charlotte would be fucking huge uh-huh. if she went over. That would, oh, yeah. that's a big move. Monster. Charlotte, Sasha, Becky, Bailey, like any one of those or two of those, whatever, that'd be great. Um Noodles, anyone uh anyone in particular that you would would bring uh AEW over the top if they uh picked them up from WWE? Well, both excellent choices by Jersey and Tom. I mean, the Cena the Cena one, I think, would probably be the closest one, just because I still think he has a lot of a lot of years left, I think, yeah. if he wanted to. And you know, he is Mr. WWE, you know what I mean? The loyalty that he's expressed to Vince, I mean, that would be, I mean, detrimental in any way. But I think if, if outside of that, I mean, I, there's two two people, I would think, if somehow Lesnar went over there, uh, the beast, um, you know, the way yeah. that Vince is constantly always bent over backwards for him, um, 
throw Brock as champion, buried other guys on the roster. Or every time Lesnar, you know, would tease going to UFC to pony up extra money to get him to come back. I mean, if he was able to do that and, and Brock be a real player over there, it would be, I mean, detrimental to WWE. Um, but just and another example, I feel like if they were somehow like what they just did with Big Show, if they were somehow able to get like Austin or something involved would be the ultimate Ooh. slap in the face. And wow. I think that would be the, the biggest game changer of all time because every head imaginable would tune in over there. Or Dwayne. Un, what about un, Dwayne? Un, yeah. Or Dwayne. But I think it'd be just more realistic that, you know, you know, Austin is more about the business than The Rock is at this stage of the game. I mean, as much as The Rock says he appreciates it, you know, he's making fucking 20 million, 25 million a movie. He's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Austin just kind of does his thing and, and it's just. Well, yeah. You know? and, and that's a great point, Nick, because Austin is, he still has the podcast going on. Yeah. The, the Broken Skulls. He's podcast. still involved so in the game. He's still involved. Right? Exactly. He's yeah. still involved in it today. So that's, that would be the ultimate. Like, uh, if you're going to take anyone that's behind the scenes and not like an in, 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 in ring figure. And that's he's the guy right now. He's still so, I mean, that stock it, price would plummet. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter uh, how old you are or how old it, as time has passed. Austin everyone would still bring everyone in, and everybody. everyone knows who he is. Yeah. Everybody. Yep. Um. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Lesnar. I mean, dude. Imagine like it's a dream match. Like no one really talks. Like people like the AEW fans would be like, "Ew." But like, imagine him versus Kenny. Yeah. That fucking match would be insane, dude. I'm Brock can work with the loot. Like you saw what he's oh. capable of doing against anybody. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. If he wants to, I, Brock's so good. If he wants it to be a good match, he'll make it a good match, especially with like a hundred percent. It's insane. So his, so his match with Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles and shit like yeah. that. I mean, those are two of the best, but still yeah. like those got the size differences off the charts. Even the match he had with Mysterio was pretty damn good. Yeah. They say like behind the scenes, I feel like the undertaker or someone said this, like he's the, he okays them to like, he, to fight them for like when he when he wrestles like and he, if he chooses if he chooses you and he wants to sell for you that's that's like and no, no one sells like Brock to be honest man. for his size too forget about <laughs> it um so fun fun talk that was that was a good great question Joe um I'm excited to see what you bring us every week uh I tweeted out something regarding the big show and got all got all heat uh <clears throat> I had mentioned. Ain't the first time. Ain't the first time. But this one, this tweet blew up. If you saw it, you saw it. Yeah. Over 150,000 impressions on Twitter. Just, just saying, not a big deal. Um, I put up, I put up an image of him holding WCW gold, WWE gold, ECW gold, and potentially AEW gold. Listen, we all know it's not going to happen. Um, and I never said I wanted it to happen either. But I said when you realize that. The big show, Paul White, the giant, could be the only person ever in history to be all four champions. No one else could do it. It's gone. Like, there's no chance. WCW is dead. ECW is dead. People took this literally, like, as first of all, that I wanted it to happen, didn't, never said that. <laughs> um, and two, that ECW, after the original ECW, it doesn't count. Like, it's null and void. Anyone that was champion, I guess, that in the, the, the WWE ECW reign doesn't count as ECW champion. So my first question is, and I'm not asking you guys to answer this. I just want to ask the people. My first question is, what champion is he then? What do you, so he, it doesn't even count as any championship just because you say you didn't like it and you didn't want it to happen. And two, now <clears throat> that you're saying that RVD Mr. ECW from the beginning, right? Mr. Monday Night, everyone loves RVD. Got his first ECW title reign in 2006, the month before the big show. So his doesn't count either? 
I'm going to leave it there. The people answer me. I tried to get Paul Heyman involved. He didn't want to. He didn't want to tweet back. So I get it. I understand. He's busy. He's the the, the counsel for uh, Tribal Chief. But um, I'm just saying. It, I don't. I'm, he literally was ECW champion. Whether or not it was in the uh, an era that you liked, it doesn't matter. We're fans. We don't get to determine if he wasn't or wasn't champion. Was or wasn't champion. Just because we didn't like it. What are the stats say, Joe? The stats say ECW champion. I, ex- exactly. That's all that matters, right? When you, you, when you pull the back of his his bio, it says ECW champion. Period. And and it's funny because some in the beginning, I was, the notifications. I mean, I might use the stuff like that. My tweets usually blow up, but like this one was blowing <laughs> the fuck up. It's pretty exciting. Um, again, not a big deal. Uh, but. In the beginning, I was answering back to people. They're like, "Oh, I don't count that." I'm like, "Dude, it's in the fucking record book. I didn't, I didn't make it up. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just <laughs> delivering the stats here, man. Like, what do you want me to do?" But at the end of the day, we're fans. We don't determine who is a champion, who isn't. So just because, like, uh, I didn't like Batista's title. I'm, no, I'm just giving an example. Batista's title reign in 2007, whenever the fuck it was. It doesn't count. No, it does. It's in the record book. It's there forever. So I'm just saying I'm sticking with my stat. The big show could be the first and only ever four cha- like ultimate AEW, WWE, WCW, ECW champion. That's a grand slam. It's a grand slam for sure. So I actually hope I actually when you, when you posted it, I actually hope that he does pull it off. Even if he's it just happens for a few hours, he wins and loses the same yeah, night just, just thinking, to do it. I'm thinking like a one cool. um, a one night only thing and then drop it to someone the next night. Like what yeah, that, he, that he could put over for sure. Like yeah. a war love. Yeah, yeah, like a, yeah. imagine, <laughs> dude, imagine Warlow comes yeah, in and fucking F tens him, fucking toss him. I don't know. I'm just saying, guys, it's real. It could happen. It's in the. It says it. Just Google it. I mean, it's there. I don't know. What do I know? Just a podcast yeah. host. Um. All right, on to better things. I just had to get that out there. I didn't have like a vocal presence on there. I couldn't tweet it out and like answer everyone's questions on there because a thousand notifications. Just go live. Yeah. Go live. Get I that should've. camera up. Put that recording. Like, listen, you talk working. to the people. You're working. a man of the people. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I want to, you know what? At the end of the day, I love you all. But sometimes, <laughs> ah, just dumb. Just dumb. <laughs> um, the largest PC class ever in WWE mm-hmm. history. 18 motherfuckers. Think about it. I think it was eight girls, 10 guys, or vice versa. One or the other. Um. My dumbass didn't have the list of names here, but I the, uh, like just the big ones that stick out. We already talked about Parker Boudreau and Rock Stein, or, uh, Brock Steiner. Is that his name? Whatever is uh, Rick Steiner's son. Uh, Bronson Rock Steiner or something like that it was crazy. Just a crazy name. Uh, that, I, I wish like there was no Bronson Reed because then that would be the fucking sickest real wrestling name ever in history. Bronson Rock Steiner. That's a fucking amazing name. Um, so that's Rick Steiner's son. Taya Valkyrie from TNA. And then Jersey, you had mentioned LA Knight before we missed last week. So we obviously didn't get to talk about that. But uh, huge names coming from, I mean, even not in wrestling and then wrestling itself uh, on top of 14 more other people. So a lot of potential they're bringing in down in uh, NXT. Um, Jersey, just thoughts. I mean, we're, we'll get into obviously over the weeks, next few weeks. I'm sure Taya and LA Knight will make their presence on NXT because they're like ready to go. People, the other guys have a lot of work to do. Um, just thoughts on uh, on this this big uh, class of signees. It's 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 really encouraging, right? Because we talk about all the time about 
WWE's lack of of trying to create new stars, right? But I think their effort in getting these, you know, these PC classes being bigger and, and adding more, you know, talent, whether it's from different companies, whether it's from different sports or entertainments or genres, they are just continuing to to try to capture the next be- the next big thing. Um, you may have that in Parker um, Boudreaux, but um, I think it's great, man. I mean, this is exactly what we've always wanted, right? WWE's in like a unique position where a lot of their top guys that you know are no longer part of the everyday lineup, the John Cena's, and you know, obviously the Rocks, the Austins, all these guys, the Undertakers are gone, right? You know, you you've now built Roman Reigns to be the heel Rock at this point. You know, you 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 built Drew McIntyre to be the the I guess I don't know I don't want to compare him to like John Cena, but he's like of that upper echelon of, of a face talent. So you yeah. have some guys now in your pocket, but you need to always build more. That's what a good sports team does. Is they they always they have winners on the field at the main level, and they have guys coming up through the through the ranks. And this is exactly what tells me is what they're doing. They're paying attention. They're not getting complacent. They're not getting comfortable. They want to keep continuing to build because they have to. And I love everything about it great move yeah and there's a lot of a lot of other people that have big names from the indies that are that were in the signs like i mean like we we had talked about it already but uh uh nick's girl Gigi dolan i forgot what i've already forgot her, her original name priscilla kelly priscilla kelly yeah and then uh we've seen that was quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> we've seen uh zoe stark show up on nxt you know already. you know <laughs> <laughs> We've seen Toby Stark show up in NXT already. Uh, a couple of the girls that that are that are if you we're not familiar with them like personally yet, but we've we'll get to know them. But like that are huge from the indie scene. Um, it just it's like you said, it's really encouraging to see that they're I mean, especially this big class. Like this is the eighteen people, eighteen new people, right? And some of them they're gonna they're gonna build their own. Like some of them already have like their moves set down and like that knowing of the business. But when you pull in Steiner's son and Boudreaux, for example, these guys are fresh off the football field. So mm-hmm. it's just getting them ready and basically you're forming them from the beginning so it's it's to see what they can do with them is going to be interesting i like as much as like everyone's like so skeptical about like uh everyone the hype for this kid parker boudreau where it's like all right he's named himself the best the next big thing but like we don't even know what he could do it's like we don't but i mean he's in it's not like he's in the wrong hands here he's with wwe it's not like he's with some jabroni company right they know what they're doing when especially when they form uh talent so i think we should be more excited than like worried right i don't know I just think uh, it's very encouraging to see what they have uh, for this this uh, this huge and what, and what what's a typical size class that they that they usually go with six maybe seven. So to to me, that's also a telltale sign of I think you're going to be seeing a lot of promotion soon, right? I mean, some of the legends have gone. Yeah. Uh, the show the shows have been pretty stale, pretty boring. Uh, it might be time to you know graduate some people here and start making the the big time shows entertaining while you can room 18 new people because you know what happens when you're in nxt you'll find down there it's just when you, you know it's yeah. time now it's time yeah and we could say it every week we could ask when adam cole carrying cross uh if Char- if gargano and champa are going to come up like we, we could talk about it all day but um but i think you're right i think we're going to start seeing some names move up and uh or the the nxt evolve thing which i think was supposed to be on last week's show but we didn't get to talk about that's a whole new show coming out it's more like a a developmental for nxt type of deal they might have a start loading that roster up down there so it might be in a reverse so like we don't even know 
it'd be really scary though if if NXT and Evolve become bigger than Raw and SmackDown because that's it, I mean it it's will. already were more it, enjoyable to watch now. The numbers may not be there, but the the talents. There I don't sure. care about that because yeah, when, when you like something, you like something. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't care what the numbers are. Um. Yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, <clears throat> speaking on the main roster, we left off uh, last week with uh, Elimination Chamber, right? Interesting. It was fun. We got out of it moving into Raw <clears throat> and SmackDown this week. Uh, some matches settled for WrestleMania. Edge versus Roman Reigns. Big one. Huge. Bianca versus Sasha. Big. Huge. Um, and a couple others may be there. I want to talk about those. But just first, uh, bad news. Edge versus Roman. Sasha versus Bianca. The, the two first official matches for WrestleMania. Uh I mean, I don't know. Can you get any better, really? Like, I don't know. At this current moment, do you have I mean, anything better? We kind, of, we kind of figured with Edge winning the Rumble and then, you know, him teasing who who's going to choose. I mean, we kind of had a feeling it was going to be Roman, and I'm glad it finally came, you know, it came true. You know, at Elimination Chamber when he speared him after his match and he pointed to the sign and fireworks went off, so that, that was pretty cool. That, yeah, that's going to be a really cool match. I mean, spear versus spear. I mean, come on. That's how you – I don't know if they're going to promote it like that, but it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. And then you know you got Bianca and Sasha. I mean, they just those two. It's I think that that might that seriously might steal the show at Mania. I, I mean, obviously we don't know the other matches right now, but I really think that's going to be one of the best matches on the show, and I cannot wait for that. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think like Sasha <clears throat> has proven to be one of, if not the best woman wrestler right now. I think, uh, I think she's up there for sure. And then you got Bianca, the up and comer. She has it all. So I think that match has. It all written for us there. Same with Edge and Roman. So, um, Nikki Noodles, just uh, thoughts on the potential card here for Mania and what, what it's we awesome. got so I far. Mean, yeah. it's, it's the best of what, what the possibilities are right now. All right? I mean, at the end of the day, Edge, the the legend, right? Coming back, facing the hottest fucking heel in, in a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, that's the, That writes itself. And, you know, Sasha is clearly one of the best female wrestlers in the game of all time. Um, the only thing that's really held her back throughout, you know, all this time has just been her injury history, right? It's always kind of, you know, hit her hard when, uh, you know, she was given the, the keys to the kingdom. But now, you know, she's healthy and she's going against, you know, the the new face of women's wrestling. Bianca is um, incredible. Yeah, no, definitely for sure. Jers, uh, we, we're getting Edge Roman, right? But then we, we have DB lingering in the background too, making his name known on SmackDown. Um, I just want to, I, I, I can give your opinion on the matches too, but I just want to bring up and I want to get a little more detail. This past week on Talking Smack, uh, DB, uh, he had just previously got the double count out with Jay to go to uh, Roman against Fastlane, but next week they get the steel cage match, yada, yada, yada. We get it. But on Talking Smack, he cut a, a decent promo. We always say, watch Talking Smack here. They got, they got the good promos there. But he said, basically brought up how he wants to take back Punk's reign as best in the world. Mm. I don't know if you guys saw that, but I, I didn't see it, but I heard it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> any i mean he for, said that yeah he's yeah. like i'm gonna take back cm punk's reign as best wrestler in the world so i thought that was pretty interesting maybe not word for word but that's what he said um so on top of asking you about the wrestlemania the the two matches we have so far is there any possibility for one does deep can db get in interjected in this mat this uh roman edge match would we want to see that or just leave it to Roman and Edge? Or, I mean, he just brought up CM Punk. I know everyone's going to clamor and like, oh, shit, he said Punk. Do we think, do we think the 
a big deal here for that, or we just kind of let that slide and he just brought up Punk because it was talking smack. I think it's a cool little like kind of like nod at the at the fans, him dropping yeah. the name because he knows what he's doing, right? Yeah, Daniel absolutely. Bryan is he knows exactly what he's doing. So it's a good nod at the fans. To be honest, Joey, like I know we're not we're not close to WrestleMania predictions yet. Yeah. But I don't know if Edge is gonna actually have a title reign. Like, you know what I mean? Like I know he's a back for a little bit, but is he legitimately going to have a title reign? Is he literally going to be the one to beat Roman? Or is Roman going to use Edge to solidify that he is the best in the world? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then have Daniel Bryan and Roman have like a program post mania. I don't know. It's hard. It you know, hard. there's a lot of different ways you can kind of go with that yeah. because is Edge back for a full time run? He's been on the shows, right? We saw him on SmackDown, which is pretty cool. And to be honest, I thought he was going to come out at the end of SmackDown to kind of help Brian and maybe set up a tag match at Fastlane because we're not going to get, like you were alluding to before, if Daniel beat Jay, DB would get a title a title shot at Roman at Fastlane. Yeah. Double count out. You just said that it was announced that on SmackDown there's going to be a steel cage match between next week, Jay and Daniel Bryan. I think for the same, same stipulation. Same stipulation, yeah. Okay. So I guess I guess to be determined. Yeah. But you know, I know that you share a really cool picture of, of Edge and, and Christian maybe team up against Jay and Roman. What about Edge and DB versus Jay and Roman at Fastlane? Like it could be a cool little tease, could you know tease a couple moments, you know, kind of fun, but uh, it's hard. You know, I, I love the idea of, of Brian doing, you know, trying to go after the punk ring, but Brian even said that he's this is it for him. This is his final run. Yeah. Punk's reign when he was champion was for pretty long time it was like four when i don't know the exact so number i don't know if he's going to be around for 400 plus days to hold that title yeah i don't know it, and i have a lot of sub questions here but like and even just what you just said like speaking on edge uh it as much as we don't want to like admit to it or not as much we don't appreciate it but it wouldn't be the first time if edge wasn't a full-time guy they could put the belt on him. it wouldn't like not make sense for something that they've done before we've seen it with lesnar like yeah, of course yeah so but uh you make a good point man it's like do does do we want to see roman's reign no pun intended uh and this i don't even want to see it end and i love edge Edge is my guy <laughs> yeah it's a tough one man you're gonna get a great match regardless i just yeah. you know it's that's a tough call because i mean you could go either direction but it's like, how do you stop the Roman train right now, man? It's just, been, it's just it's been working. incredible. It just works. And like at the end of the day, right? This edge, edge don't need it. It'd just, it'd be amazing if he won. Don't get me wrong, I'd be all for it. Yeah. But I mean, for someone to put down Roman, you would think would be like the ultimate get over on somebody. Yeah. No, that would. It's. I don't know. It's definitely. It's like one of the toughest things we've I've, in wrestling in WWE, like main roster stuff that we've come across in a long time. Um, and to go back on Jersey, this tag match yeah. suggestion, I kind of love that idea, but at the same time. I really don't want Edge and and Roman wrestling pre pre mania. Yeah, I know. I, you know what I mean. You, you, you always just, talk um, about you always talk about the yeah. of that when it's done right. It just makes that that moment when it does happen that much more special, especially given the fact that Edge has been out for so long and and they've never really had any contact ever. They, there's no history there, right? Now they can build history, but without having to, you know, don't tease it, right? You know. And I'm with you 150. percent And if I'm booking it. You're yeah. absolutely right. They're not touching till Mania. The issue is this is WWE booking it, right? And I'm trying to oh, think of sure. the best case scenario because you know what they want to do is they want to get viewership to Fastlane, yeah. right? They want to get Edge, viewership well, Ed, to Fastlane because I, I think mean, I brought Brian and Roman would be an unbelievable main event for Fastlane. It would be. I and correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. You may know this one or Tommy. Is Fastlane going to be dual uh, streamed between Peacock uh, in the states and the WWE Network for everyone else? 
Uh, I thought I read that, or I thought I saw I that. Think that it might be the first, yeah, I think it's the first paper. It's the first one, but then Ray, then Mania will be the. F- I don't know. I don't I, know. I, 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 we have to do research got, on that. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a little research on it. But I was saying maybe they're trying to bring viewership. Maybe that's kind of it is. But yeah. I don't want to see Brian face Roman at Fastlane. He's going to lose. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I don't. I agree. That's such a waste. Yeah. Save that for so, SummerSlam. But yeah, you so know that. Yeah. I mean, that's more realistic of a direction it'll go than I think. I mean, we've just seen it happen a million times. Just waste a dream match on a bullshit transition pay-per-view, you know? A follow-up question uh, I had as well was, can anything happen at Fastlane? Like, is Fastlane just a, a null and void, like, no title changes? or can Fastlane something... shouldn't even happen, to I be know. quite honest. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. totally agree with you. There yeah. should be no pay-per-view in between. I yeah. 100% agree yeah. with that. It's a so, waste of time. Let's, I mean, let's do it. Forbid someone gets hurt and fucking mania screwed. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you yeah. need chamber. You need chamber yeah. post mania to solidify the other champion, right? Cause now you have dual champions on two different brands. I get that. I like that. That's fine. But Fastlane is like a throwaway pay-per-view. I know that we, I remember, I think there was like a really good, like Moxley versus not Moxley. Wow. I'm even calling him Moxley. <laughs> Dean Ambrose versus like triple H some years ago, if I'm not mistaken, was, was on great. Fastlane. That was like probably um, the best. Yeah. Fastlane yeah. match ever. <laughs> but, but that, you don't need fast lane between chamber to get to mania, right? You can, you can set up everything on the shows. Let the shows be the shows. We complain all the time about the shows being lackluster. You're pigeonholing yourself with storyline telling when you have to almost double book a, a fast lane pay-per-view that doesn't affect your WrestleMania pay-per-view. And I just think it's just too, too much. <clears throat> do, you, do you think, do you think though that, that, that pay-per-view sole purpose is, God forbid someone does get hurt during this time that they can have enough time to transition someone in leading up to mania. You know what I mean? Like God forbid someone got hurt a week before mania. You've promoted this huge max. You don't really have much of a storyline to change or two weeks before. You know what I mean? Like it gives you an opportunity to change storylines. I mean, right. God forbid someone got hurt. I think that's the only reason why they do it. It has to be. It has to be on the table, right? Because even on a raw or SmackDown or a house show, people have gotten hurt, right? So you're absolutely right. It's it's on the table. It could be a, a, a segue to kind of pivot your approach to mania. I just, I have a hard time with the show in the middle with, I know what's going to come afterwards, right? Like it's almost like reading a spoiler to the next episode of a a TV show that, you know, all right, well, eventually there's going to be the battle, right? They're going to get the battle at mania. What is Roman doing at Fastlane? It doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's, you got to be careful with stuff like that. Cause you're just using like, like throwaway and, and don't throw away Daniel Bryan and Roman. Oh no, that's I, not I a throwaway completely. match. <laughs> yeah. I agree completely. No, a lot of questions, and then again, everyone's. I'm pretty sure we're all in the same boat with Fastlane shouldn't happen. I don't agree with it. Like Jersey said, it's just a waste. I think. I, I mean, I get it. <clears throat> Money purposes, like buys subscriptions and stuff, and like now with the whole Peacock thing, I don't know. Maybe it's like almost like a test to see maybe how Peacock would work, like how the streaming service works. It's now just going straight to WrestleMania. I don't that's, think a, that's actually that's actually that's a that's a really that's a really good one right there. Yeah. To test how Peacock's gonna be able to handle the influx of Mania. Um, viewers, yeah, because can, we may can have they to hold? Buy, we may have to buy Mania straight up, boys. Oh no, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> but th- that's a really good point, Joey. Right? Can Peacock hold how many millions of people? Think about it. If all the yeah. network subscribers that are going to get that are going to get merged into Peacock subscriptions, mm-hmm. and all the already existing Peacock people that are like, you know what? It's WrestleMania. I'm a casual fan. Yeah, throw it on. Yeah, yeah. Can, can they hold it's it? Hundreds yeah. of millions of people. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. So I guess we'll see how Fastlane goes. And then, I mean, that's not the reason why they have Fastlane, but it's a good reason for it this year, at least. Yeah. I would figure, you know what? I mean, if, if WrestleMania was in two nights, like it is now that you have plenty of time to tell all your stories, if it was still one night, then Fastlane could be a cool pay-per-view where you can 
decide tag championships or cruiserweight championship, put the NXT title on the line at Fastlane. Like you can kind of leverage it that way. Yeah. But since WrestleMania is too nice, now you have so much to to fill there. Fastlane, I feel, becomes even more or less important. You guys I, think Mania, Mania, Mania Two Nights is going to be a thing in the future? No, it's not. No, no. They confirmed it. The next few years are all one nights. One night, nice. nice. maybe the last year. Yeah, now, I was just curious. Unless, unless COVID's still fucking running wild, but like, uh, <laughs> mania has been running wild for how many years? You yeah. never know. That's that's a different type of virus, that's yeah. a legendary virus. <laughs> um, yeah, there's more we could talk about. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll hit on next few weeks, like the whole Miz last year scenario. We don't. I mean, what the fuck? Is Miz a transitional champion? I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. We'll see. And Lashley versus Drew at Mania. Fun. Seems like yeah. a, I feel I'd be like, down for a triple threat, man. I'm hoping yeah, it's because of the triple threat. Yeah. I'd love to see yeah. Miz, Lashley, yeah. and Drew at Mania. I think actually that would be really cool because that gives opportunity for it could be a number of different things, right? I know we've read and we've heard and we've spoken about that they want to have Drew win in front of a crowd. SummerSlam is going to have a crowd too. If yeah. if Mania is going to have a crowd, why not have Miz be the guy for a little bit of time? Get us to the summer. And maybe drop it at that point or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it creates more opportunities. I feel like it's too predictable that all right, Drew's in the match, he's gonna win it back at Mania. Be careful. We haven't had fans for a while. You know how the fans turn on stuff they don't like yeah. and how they take over shows. Be very careful how you book Drew. Just saying. I agree. I I've read a lot of people that don't that are like over Drew already. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are watching, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You yeah. gotta be careful. <laughs> They've influenced everything up to this point. They can't influence live fans. No, you can't. Um, oh, it's gonna be interesting. Interesting media. I'm excited. The the fan thing is back. Um, we've heard. I've just watched the Ranger game the other day. Two thousand fans. It was loud. So I was could cool, imagine. Yeah. It was nice to hear. Yeah, it was good to hear. Uh, Scored some even, goals for once. Holy yeah, shit! Finally, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they need the fans back. But yo, my yeah. Knicks though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. <clears throat> Another question I have for you guys. I know I'm, I'm running fucking long here. Uh, where, when's Bray coming back? Yeah. Oh, why? Yeah. Who? Exactly. Um, I think Alexa's gonna fight Randy at, at Mania. That's what it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> He's making Alexa do all the dirty work. Uh, fucking terrible, man. So, yeah, so so disgusting what they've done with that man. His whole career, it really is. I don't think it's. Pathetic. I don't think this is like hurting him. I think it's. They're just selling that he got burned alive. I'm tired of this man. I really am, man. This guy should be a, a dominant figure for so for so many years, and every time they just find a way to fucking blow it. Well, I think we could all come to the conclusion that he's not <clears throat> um, going to be the dominant champion, right? He's going to be this horror character. I think it's. I think we have to just, like settle and agree with that, right? He's gonna get. He's gonna go through these. These weird you, 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 you see a guy three times a year. I'm over it. Well, I'm not. So um, because he's your guy. Yeah, he's but your guy. T- t- take take that out of out of out of perspective, out of context, and put yourself in, in a viewership of a, the casual person watching, the regular person watching, not 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 the fanboy Joey, wrestling fan Joey. I mean, I I'm, I'd like to see him back. Nat, like I wish he was back already. I, but I, there, I'm sure there's a payoff here. It has to be. Is there? How many? How many real payoffs have have transpired throughout the course of Bray's career? Well, this storyline specific. Just I mean, how many? Like, how many true payoffs has has Bray gotten that he should have gotten and never gotten? 
I'm not talking about the man. I'm talking about like the this this current character that has to be. You're a avoiding man. the question, Joe. You're avoiding the question. <laughs> 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 you're avoiding the question. You're going. You're getting on a personal level. I mean, I don't know. There hasn't been. I'm. What do you want me to say? But I. That's I don't. My ca- point though. He's so good, and they've thrown it away. They, have they though like with this current thing i think they're pretty they're holding on to this storyline for how many fucking months now the story he's been a non-factor in the entire storyline because they're they're, they're, getting, they're getting alexa over as this uh, this other element whatever you got to do to defend the show that's okay I'm i mean <laughs> what you want to sit here and just take it in the ass i don't know what you want me to do <laughs> no I'm, I'm just i'm just I'm, i just want you to admit that bray's been done dirty his whole career that's all I want you to say. Leading up to this current role, yes, and we've talked about that before. But I, this current role, I think, is different. I think we have to look at it different. It's not Bray Wyatt, the fucking cult leader anymore. It's this f- new character that shouldn't be on TV every week. You want to make it special. It's a special, uh, a special thing. And then when he is there, it's fucking insane. I think that's my personal opinion. When he shows up, it's fucking real. It's like the real same, deal. The, the same character that got burned alive by Randy Orton and got lost to Goldberg in 30 seconds. That's that's what you're promoting to me right now. I, I'm over the Goldberg. <laughs> Granted, it was just a year. It was a year uh, yesterday. But look what they, I, I'm looking at what they've doing. What they've done with Alexa now too. With the whole, uh, she's great. But she uh, didn't need that. She didn't need. She doesn't. You know. She need. I mean, she didn't she's, need it, but she's fucking running with it. She's, she's killing, killing it. it. What are we complaining about then? I just want to see the the fiend actually do something though. You want him back that bad, which means he's like when he comes back. Right, but every, but when he comes awesome. back, they're gonna fucking ruin it, like they always do. I, you're just jumping the gun here. <laughs> okay, we'll see. We'll see. Exactly. Jer- wanted- Jersey and Thomas, remember when I said I told you so? <laughs> and you could be right, but I like to be optimistic. <laughs> I mean, I let you guys let you guys talk this one out. We're just hanging. I, I love everything about the fiend, Joe. I'm I'm for you. I want this. It's yeah. just I, I'm just I've just been burnt too many times jumping on jumping on the ban- on the bandwagon. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Will he show up? I have no idea. Um, we'll see. We'll, I mean, we'll, we'll see him at SummerSlam. We'll get. We got to get him and Randy at that mania. You would think, yeah. After everything. Oh, <laughs> oh, speaking of Bray Wyatt, guys, the Dave Meltzer Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards. <laughs> Your boy. Your my boy. boy. <laughs> We've expressed our opinions about him and Brian Alvarez on the show before. Um, listen, I know at the end of the day, it's all fan voted. It's not their decisions. Um, if you have, if you don't know what their their awards are, end of the year award, whatever the fuck awards they're given, uh, just go on social media, Google the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards, and you'll see. My only gripe, my main gripe, is the fact that they bring. They say they're not. They're not pushing a negative narrative. Yeah. They're just asking the fans what they like. But when you have categories like worst gimmick of the year and uh, worst match of the year, like you're bringing in negativity already. That's the negativity right there. <laughs> the biggest I have to pull. I'm sorry. I have to pull it up. Pull it up. And yeah. First of all, the worst gimmick of the year. Take, take the, worst gimmick, <laughs> the worst gimmick of the year is. Bray, the fiend. Are you yeah, fucking on crack? Is, it's the most biased fucking reporting. I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, that's crazy i wonder who the, who who what fans they they ask these questions to that, because it's clearly clearly the most fucking partisan thing i've ever seen that's when you read that list that's the whole the whole reason why everyone's pissed off so i think um and then if you get mad at it everyone's like oh well whatever the coolest thing 
Pat McAfee won Rookie of the Year. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, oh yeah, most overrated Bray Wyatt. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. You fucking. But I feel, worst. but I feel like, but going back to what we were saying before, though, like that's the perception that this guy's gotten because of how dirty he's been done. This is this is the one that kicks by, me by, by people that aren't around that that are true WWE fans. Guys, these Brian Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer are the most top. They're like top five in wrestling, quote unquote, journalist. Guys, we're the Wrestling Journal podcast. It's a joke, right? It's we're it's a mockery of wrestling journalism. Um, they have a voting category. They they have a lot of clout behind them. They're bringing this. I just I'm baffled. Most disgusting promotional tactic by a fucking. Con- Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that has nothing to do with wrestling itself. You're talking about like real life shit in a wrestling in a in a fucking fake TV show. And you bring up most disgusting promotional tactic. Fuck off, dude. Fuck off. I'm sick of this shit. And I, you know what? Everything else, like the worst pay-per-view, worst, worst gimmick of the year, worst, like you might as well just have worst wrestler of the year. Like, why don't you like, it's just, it's disgusting. It fucking pisses me off. And You're, best announcer of the year. Are you fucking kidding me with that shit? Who was it? Oh, I, and I thought of that. I thought of Tommy Excalibur. Excalibur. Oh best announcer. God. Are you fucking kidding me? It's, a, kidding? it's a joke. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'll read some other ones off. Best wrestling maneuver. Kenny Omega's one winged angel. Yeah, right. Oh um, my god. Yeah, that's not uh, that's not bias. Let's read the other ones. Best. Well, Mel- Mel- Meltzer. Um, the only thing he can get his message out is by typing because he's got Omega's dick in his mouth at all times. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> Ridiculous. Let's not talk about fellatio here. Uh, <laughs> most underrated ricochet. That's that's valuable. Best non wrestler. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Taz. No, no. Um, feud of the year. Yeah, this... I called that one though. So, you did? Yeah, I picked that one for our feud for um the Young Bucks versus um Kenny and Hangman. Isn't that the one? John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought. Well, maybe that was match of the year. Maybe that was match of the year. I thought Seth, Seth Rollins and, Ray, and Dom Mysterio was better than that. It was match of the year. Your Bucks versus Kenny and uh, oh, okay. Page. Best week. Oh no. So the funny part. This all right. Another one. Pit, guy got me best weekly tv show right aw dynamite one whatever obviously we knew that was going to come with that but you know what was third on that list being the elite it's a youtube show it has nothing it's not even like a wrestling show it just has wrestlers on it oh, God. the fact that there was even an option is should yeah. show the narrative mm-hmm. and i mean you guys you just know the rest of it i mean it's just oh wrestler of the year award john moxley okay good good job um He's doing great, but let's be fucking real. Roman Reigns. If it wasn't, if it if they weren't just so extremely biased, and if it was legitimately like even award, then sure you can then defend Moxley being the best wrestler of the year. But the fact that they've given us no credibility in all their other choices makes us question stuff that we shouldn't possibly question. Like John Moxley, what he did in two thousand and in I guess nineteen two thousand and twenty was special it was good really special it was best for the company correct (laughs) but the fact that we have to then put that up against other awards that they've given out um or i guess bad awards that they've given out makes it hard to kind of really appreciate stuff like that so i feel like it's funny some people are on their bandwagon some people aren't but it ruins the credibility of the stuff that they actually that we actually i don't say we but more 
I want to, I say we do our, some of us do our best to be even on both products. Nick, not so much. Me, I try to be down the middle. Joey, if you ask Nick, not so much. Um, I would try to be down the middle, but it, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's not even close. It's not. You're telling me John Moxley's year was better than Drew McIntyre carrying the entire company the entire time. What Roman's doing right now, what Roman's doing right now is the best thing to happen in wrestling for the last 10 years. It just, it just hasn't been over the entire year. That's the thing. That's the, that's the Roman part. So if Roman did it all year, then yes, for sure. But I agree Roman's with you on two your months have been more intense, more, more um, exciting and more enjoyable to watch than anything Moxley's done in the last year. Well, the, the, what AEW gets to do, what WWE doesn't get to do is they get, they get to play with house money, right? Low expectations. And when they do things, it's groundbreaking. WWE's <laughs> groundbreaking. been, w, I, well, think about it, right? WWE's been in, in the game for how long, right? So they've been doing it for a long time. AEW is new to the scene. So when they do something, it's different. It's groundbreaking in their opinion. And that's how people kind of perceive it. Yeah, I guess doing doing rookie stuff is groundbreaking. That's been done a hundred thousand times. Well, I mean, look at some of the fan base, man. Look at the internet community. Look at guys like Meltzer. It's it's working. It's I know you hate it. I know it eats you up inside. I know it destroys you. Well, because it's clear as day for you know. I don't know. It's a bias. I agree. But we're here to try to, like Joey said, we we make fun of of the the people that call themselves journalists in this industry. That they're not journalists. Every just, week we're still here talking about how Raw and SmackDown suck. We're honestly open about how when it sucks, it sucks. We call a spade a spade. That's what, and that's what I think true reporting is. That's why we're reporters, we're not journalists. <laughs> but at, journalism is a bad word. At the end of the day, listen, it's wrestling. We could say it every week. Wrestling is opinion based, no matter what we say. Nick could say AEW sucks. I could say it's good. It doesn't mean it's like one of us is right but the 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 whole point of that conversation was how they 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 say they're not biased but then they push out they know who their viewers are their listeners are right they know what kind of answers they're gonna get but then they ask questions like worst promotional tactic of the year. Like, i know i mean shit like that that's that's the stuff that really i don't even like, know what that means that's fucking ridiculous <laughs> like, so why is that even relevant it was like speak the, about? <laughs> the, the answer was wb firing people before like during a pandemic that was the worst promotional tactic right. of the year so like why do you even have to bring that up it's a personal like thing talk about the on-screen product that's what you're here for you think not the people lost their jobs are happy about that i mean that's fucked up you know yeah. I mean? like oh i'm part of this whole but not not one of those people know what it's like to, to run a billion dollar business though, exactly and yeah the bottom line matters yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was shit like that. That that or worse, skimming like you're you're bringing out negative stuff. Like, I think uh, shout out to Eric James. He sent me over a meme, and it was Vince McMahon doing like a walk. He's like, uh, Tony Khan winning. Oh, Tony Khan won Promoter of the Year, by the way. Um, Tony right. Khan winning Promoter of the Year from the Wrestling Observer Awards is like Vince McMahon winning Promoter of the Year at the Slammies. So it's like, <laughs> it was funny. I thought it was that's actually funny. that's a good one. That's really that good. Actually, great, it's a great comp. Nice work by Eric. Yeah. So, um. I don't know. We it's only time we're ever going to talk about that ever again because yeah. I it just it just brings out the worst in me and noodles clearly. Um, before Jersey, I'm sorry, we we're holding you here, but uh, before we get yeah. into the Wednesday, we'll just night hit a course, couple points. Yeah, yeah we'll hit a couple points. Nothing but, crazy. Um, I just want to give a big shout out to Big Cass. Last night, uh, it was uh, going over social media that he made his in ring appearance again. Uh, I'm not sure. It said the the ring apron. It was a live event somewhere in like a a dingy area, but like the the ring apron had impact plus on on the on the apron. So I'm not sure what that means. And um, probably another streaming network that we'll have to subscribe to. Yeah, but he he made a save on uh for Enzo, which I thought was pretty cool. Not sure where what he's 
what he has planned, what they both have planned going forward. But um, he looked chiseled, boys. And yeah, best shape, best shape I've ever uh, seen him by far, which is good for him. He's hopefully cleaning his life up a little bit. Yeah, uh, we know we had his demons he was dealing with. And the last time we saw him, uh, Noodles. He was a hot mess that day. He was a hot mess. Yeah, Jersey, we, yeah. Missed it. we went to the big event, and he was dingy. He was fucking like. He was out of it. He, he was, was out of it. Bad. It was bad. Yeah. Flubby and. It was embarrassing. He felt, felt terrible for him. Yeah. So uh, hopefully all is good for Big Cass. Uh, I mean, you could hate him or not, like him or not. Enzo and Cass were over as oh, far yeah, uh, as, as oh, over yeah. as it gets. So I, I hope I'd like to see them show up and in, uh, in a major company, um, whether it be Impact, AEW, something like that. It's gonna be pretty cool. So we'll see what happens. You know they're not coming back to WWE, but <laughs> no, no shot. You never said never, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, Jersey, take us on a on a nice little ride here. Bring us some let's go, positive. Let's go to Wednesday night. Wednesday night. There was a lot that went on. I know we're up against time, so I'm going to hit a couple things. I'll ask you guys a couple questions. We'll go through it, and we'll get some MVPs, and let's get on with this day. But, Absolutely. Um, Joey said it earlier in the show, Zoe Stark. Um, she had her second singles match against Io Shirai, um, and she proved that she is where she belongs. And I thought that was really great to see. I, I I thought it was really good to see for her the faith that they have in her to put her up against a champion in a non-title match. The match itself was actually really enjoyable. Um, showed off skills from both, you know, showed off what Zoe could do. You know, obviously EO ended up winning the match, but I think Zoe earned the respect of the fans and 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 some of those in the locker room. I think it's always important to kind of point out. So happy to kind of see that. Rough start of um, the match, though. If you, I don't know if you saw the be- the beginning of it, it got a little. It was a little. I was a like, clunky. Yeah, because coming out of last week, Mac, last week's match for Zoe, I was like super hyped. I'm like, oh, she's mm-hmm. getting ER. It's gonna be great. In the beginning, I was like, uh, yeah. okay, but then it, it, it ended up being good. So, just wanted yeah. to get that in there. No, hopefully that hopefully those kinks will get worked out. But again, yeah. two girls who've never worked together right before. Yeah. Um, very different styles. You know, sometimes I guess you get that when you have live wrestling, right? Absolutely. Um, but speaking of live, Santos Escobar carrying cross. Now, to be quite honest, right. I've been thinking to myself, why are we having this match? Like, what? Why is Cross going over after the NXT Cruiserweight Champion? I think about it now after seeing the match, and I want to get your guys' opinion. I think this was more for Escobar to be elevated more to a main event type of person versus Cross going after the championship. Which, to be honest, they swerved me on that one because I just didn't see it. But then when I saw the match, I got what they were doing, and I appreciated the hell out of it. Um, Joey, that was, they did a lot in this match. They started in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, Legato Del Fantasma got involved, which helped kind of, you know, balance the scales across being such a monster cross looked, you know, he looked beaten at points, but he, he persevered and he got the win. Joey, you gave me a thumbs up before when I kind of gave you my opinion, take me through this, I guess your, your thoughts. Yeah. I think that's what it was. It was uh, a chance to elevate Escobar to places that he were like, was he's he's going to places, but as a cruiserweight champion, you elevate without that being a cruiserweight title match. Obviously, it wouldn't make sense, but you make that championship mean that much more now because that guy who just went in a, a, a nice little program with a, a main event there, the future champion, uh, he proved himself. So I think all in all, it's we don't see it often, but it's it was a good thing. And I think in the beginning, like we, you said, like you questioned, like, why are they doing this? What, what's the reason behind it? But it's a nice little placeholder for, for us again, for cross to go with a, a top guy before he gets to eventually the championship. So the match itself was great. 
um, there, there was a lot of heat behind it with uh, the build up to it in the few sh- in the few short weeks. But I thought it was great, man. I think uh, Cross went over. He looked like a monster at the end. Throwing when he threw uh, uh, what's their names through uh, the fucking wild and the barricade. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was sick. That was sick, man. He's a yeah. fucking monster, dude. And, awesome. uh, he got over as well. So I think the the match, although leading up to it was like we questioned it, I think it it, it ended up helping both guys out. Really clever booking. Yeah. Really clever. That's Triple H for it, dude. Come on. Yeah. He knows yeah. what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really man, that was well done. Yeah, the, he's the pinnacle of, of that, man. He really he's, is. Sort of storytelling in, in a wrestling match. Give him 60 minutes, two hours to work with. No one does it better than Triple H. Nobody. Not dude, even the, close. The guy, I, I honestly rarely ever quite, when you go into something, it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's a quick question, but then I realize, I think, I'm like, oh, it's NXT, Triple H. He's got, he knows what the fuck he's doing. So usually I don't worry as much as I would with the, the main roster, but. Didn't worry at all. No, nah, I don't. <laughs> so. No, nah, for sure. That was really well done. Um, Nick, I know you're not a guy that apologizes often. I don't think you actually have the word sorry in your vocabulary. But when it comes That's to Adam Cole, Cole <laughs> hey, man, what, what can I say? <laughs> when it comes to Adam Cole, he was delivering, I guess, an explanation or a fake apology of, you know, what his actions were and why. And Roddy came out and he wasn't having it. He didn't believe it. And he actually got physical with with um, with Cole. Balor came down because he was pissed off about that super kick that he got. And it ended up being that Adam Cole turned on Roddy. Now, again, something out of your playbook, I've seen you do it before in real life, and that's why I have to come to you, the ultimate heel of the show and life. UE is done, huh? Done stuff. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. It's it's Adam Cole's time to shine as a mega solo star. No more bandwagon, guys. I mean, they'll have a reunion somewhere down the line, but it's Cole's time, and Cole, Cole will be the champion soon, and we'll be taking over the wrestling game. Now, with that being said, we have WrestleMania coming up, as we spoke yes, about we earlier. Do. Cole Balor, that's a WrestleMania match, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay. Because I'm assuming they wrote off uh, Kyle O'Reilly for a little bit. You know, yeah. Four to six weeks, I, they said. Right. right. So he's written off. I guess that could, that could lead up until Mania, possibly. But I know we need – I know Bal- I, supposedly Balor is going to defend that WrestleMania. Cole Balor. 100%. Yeah, well, that could be – they might do a double shot that weekend because I think they just said the NXT Championship will be defended because they still have Takeover the night before. Oh no, it's uh, they're doing not the, maybe not the night before. It's Saturday, or Sunday, so maybe the Friday. I don't know what they're doing. I think Takeover is. Let me uh, let me dabble with the Twitter machine. I mean the Google machine. Well, either way, the, the, ma- the match leading up to that would be Cole versus Roderick Strong, which you know would be awesome. So mm-hmm. the NXT I look forward to that. Yeah, it is. It is something. So and, I, can't and I, I would like, and I would like a Pete, Pete Dunn Finn Balor one more time because that shit was incredible at the last pay per view. Finn Balor, man, he is <laughs> so good. Man. Really so concerned, good. man. When he came back after winning, he won the you know he won the champion. He won the uh, Universal Championship way back. Yeah. When they introduced it, when it was him versus Seth Rollins, he got hurt. He came back. Didn't think it was possible, and he fucking his run was it. not what it was supposed to be, and he went down to NXT, and I feel like he is. <laughs> He's Demon Finn. He's he's better than Demon Finn right now. And I know you, Nick, were a big detractor of Finn because you felt that he was generic wrestler B in WWE 2K21. The the way the way way that their vision of him was and what they were making him do, he was. He was. This is what he always should have been. And then when he went to Demon, it was on another level. This is this is the real Finn. No one ever missed Demon Finn. Oh yeah, I mean, because it was it's special, you know what I mean. But Demon it, Finn's a Demon face; he's kind of like a a face ish type role, right? Yeah, so, which, which is fine. Okay, which is fine. 
But oh. like having having him him now and what he's doing right now is he's actually delivering on the mic again. Like mm. he's actually gotten a chance to refine those skills as well. So this is what he should always been doing the whole time. Not that, you know, that pushover guy that they were just burying nonstop, man. It was crazy. Update. There is no NXT takeover for before WrestleMania. So there um, we go, boys. Cole, Cole Finn for the title. Mm. Done. So I will take that. Take it to the bank. Yeah. Um, let's get into dynamite. Controversial dynamite. Nah, it was just a normal dynamite. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> just try to stir up, stir up some, uh, some animosity with, with Nikki noodles. Over there. I love when he gets hot. Um, Tommy. So dynamite opens with John Moxley taking on Ryan Nemeth, um, Dolph's brother, obviously the Hollywood hunk. Now the match we knew was just an uh, enhancement match. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But the promo he cut after was what kind of kept me on the edge of my seat. Um, laid down the gauntlet pretty much. I mean, he's essentially telling Omega that he's willing to, you know, he wants to put him out of action for good because he's addicted to the fight. It's, I want to see, I can't wait to see this again, to be honest. Revolution will be good because I truly hope that we just get them one-on-one with no outside interference. But Kenny being a heel, you never know. But Tommy, what do you think about that Moxley promo that he kind of cut leading into him and Omega doing it again? Well, as far as we know, I mean, when we knew him as Ambrose and now as Moxley, the guy can cut a promo no matter what it is, you know, whatever the match is and everything. And that was pretty sick. Man. I mean, what do you say? Like he's willing to like crawl through or whatever the hell he said. I forgot. Yeah, he was. Hell. He went off and he yeah, went on for was, a while, but yeah. it was good, though. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was just. But I mean, yeah, that match. I mean, what was it? A, what was it? A uh, barbed wire exploding death match or some barbed shit? Wire, yeah, <laughs> death, exploding yeah. barbed wire death matches. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, whatever the hell that's going to look like. I mean, these guys are going to have to destroy each other for that. To, I mean, I think it's going to be an awesome match, but I just, especially after that promo, it's got to be something like they're going to kill each other type of thing. And they like an old, like a throwback to the old school, you know, when the Cactus Jack and, well, you know, back in the day type of shit. So that's what I'm hoping that they do something <laughs> like that. So it's going to be pretty crazy. And with that promo and then Kenny doing his stuff as the heel, it's just going to be going to be crazy. So I'm yeah. thinking like if Renee was a little bit closer to giving birth, maybe this could be a way they can write off, you know, Moxley off of camera for a little while so that yeah. he can kind of be at home with her. But I don't think she's that close yet. That's so I don't know. Early on, I think. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious how that one plays out. But I thought it was really interesting. Um, Joey, Papa Buck. Wasn't good to be a daddy yeah. for the for the young bucks no. on on Wednesday night, huh? I was bloody, awesome. bloody <laughs> bruised and battered by MJF and Jericho. I am I am for this match, Jericho and MJF and the young bucks, Joey. Right? I mean, you have to be too. That took a turn quick too. It kind of like jumped the gun there. I love it. Um, <clears throat> I love a good build and make it personal with the family. Uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good one. I think. I mean, you put two of the best in the stick against two of the best in ring workers arguably going right now and then you get fucking gold so i'm excited to see what happens and you add a little personal story behind it too so absolutely they really they really kind of they they put they ramped that one up yeah um do you guys think that going like when they bring the personal storylines into it it makes it makes it that much better yeah you're right i i agree completely i I always i always like that some of the best feuds are from guys that like real life shit yeah yeah 100 percent so when you can bring personal into it, I mean, you relate to personal, right? Isn't that what acting like, like when these actors, like they have to cry and command, they have to do these things like, and they, yeah, you make they, you feel they, like they, that emotional connection for sure. Right. Exactly. Tommy, you're going to say something. 
No, maybe remember last year with AJ and Taker Mania, how he got personal. He, he called him yeah. and all that. I mean, you freaking like you really thought Undertaker was really going to kill him and all that. You know, bringing up his wife and all that. It was pretty good. It was great. So, dude, yeah. that Boneyard match was special, man. That's yeah, something well, that I will really hold good. close to me. I loved the execution. That oh man, that was a good one, Tommy. Good, good memory to bring up. Um, Nick, <sighs> Britt Baker. Oh man. Terrible. Damn, terrible. I was rooting for her, man. I really <laughs> was. I was, you know, I'm watching the match. Both girls gave it everything they had. Oh, it was actually very, very enjoyable match. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Um, I think Britt Baker's back. I know that she came back from injury. Some of her first, some of her early matches that she was kind of, you know, getting the getting the ring rust off. Yeah. I think she's back. She is definitely back. Um, that Nyla Rose match and that that was a lot of false finishes. Got it. This yeah, is it awesome. Chance. Cool. Yeah. It was close, man. Nyla Rose won. I, I know that hurt you a little bit, but were you 100%. at least encouraged by what you saw with those two ladies in that match? Oh, for sure. Especially, you know, from, from a, just a, a fan of women's wrestling, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you want, you want to see quality wrestling, right? And they've been lacking that. So they got a damn good match. I think Nyla Rose is really good. Um, I'm just a little concerned with Britt Baker because I think she's, she's, I think she's a really good wrestler, but I think she's a top-notch performer. And I'm just kind of curious to see where they're going to, portray her on the show because i mean her ability with the mic could be epic as a champion to really help promote the other female wrestlers and her matches and all that so that's like the only thing i'm a little concerned with because i want to see more from her and and as far as championship status goes but i don't know if they have a lot of faith in her in that regard so far right i thought for sure she i'm sorry i thought for sure she was going to win this tournament that's what i thought and Uh, and for her to get bumped early it's great for the other wrestlers don't get me wrong i just think that she's just been so out there as the face of, I don't know, even though she's not champion, the face of the women's division there, clearly, she, you can make the case that she's probably one of their best performers, period. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for her not to really get that is, you know, maybe her injury history, that you know, they feel a little gun-shy with that, I don't know, but yeah, hopefully her time comes, I don't know. For sure. Um, Tommy, there's one thing that was re- made me very happy that night, on Wednesday night, besides just watching both wrestling shows. Sting got oh, physical. That was My cool. goodness. I've been waiting yeah. for it. He <laughs> took a brutal power bomb from Brian oh, Cage. He sold it real well. well I don't know prior. if he had to sell it. I think his body just allowed yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, That's true. <laughs> but uh but Tommy, we got we got Darby Allen, I mean, I guess what, um zip lining it to the ring. We had Sting get physical, we saw a Scorpion Death Drop, we saw a Stinger Splash. Okay. We finally got the physicality. We had Hook in a body bag. I mean, a lot went on, Tommy, in that segment. Yeah, a lot one. went on, my friend. Yeah. Are you are you ready now? Now that we saw this, are you ready for revolution? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was a little, you know, hesitant. I mean, the guy's, what, 60-something years old? and But when he hit that stinger splash and the scorpion, I'm like, all right, he still has it. I mean, he hasn't been in the ring for quite a while. But after seeing that, I'm like, all right, you know, obviously Darby will carry him in, you know, was it a street fight or no, whatever the hell – kind of match it is so yeah like no dq street fight or something yeah so no it should should be good and yeah to see him hit the stinger splash is like oh man talk about memory so good so no it's Uh, it's so good it's gonna be a lot of fun and seeing hook in the body bag i was like what the hell man i was like okay that's a little and you got taz on the microphone i was like what is this shit and you know flipping out and everything so it was it's pretty cool no it's good to see that really finally really after so long you know exactly i was very happy to see it i know nick loves seeing hook in a body bag so um he'd like to probably see that one more time if he could for good boys for good. Wednesday there was a lot that's, there was that's a, a little that's a little extreme 
Uh, you never know with Nick. You know, sometimes you, you see how he wakes up on. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's all all jokes aside. Boys, Wednesday was a lot of fun. There's a lot that went on, but I know we're up against time. And listen, we got to wrap this thing up. Joey, let's get the MVPs. Boys, uh, a fun week in wrestling. I, I want to start doing the show a little different in the beginning. Um, I don't want to really recap Raw and SmackDown for what it's worth. It did not really give Unless us. they earn it. They got to earn it. They got to earn that shit. <laughs> um, like, unfortunately, I kind of went over Jersey's time. No excuses. Uh, but we want to still recap Wednesday nights because they deserve it. They earn it. So, uh, but going forward, expect a show like that. So, um, before we end, the, end it here, uh, we're going to go MVPs of the week. Nikki Noodles. Ooh, I'm yeah. going uh, with the leader of the Hurt Business, Bobby Lashley. Taking taking down Big Braun Strowman, getting his title match, could be a future champion, and uh, yeah, he's been he's been killing it. So he's he's getting his play, he's getting his due right now. Good, I like that. Nice pick. That was a really good one. Ben is Tom Prest. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the Miz with his cash in. I think that yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, good typical heel move by Miz. I like that. So yeah, I'll go with him MVP for this week. How many, many cash ins has that been on, on on the chamber? By the way. Oh. Uh, a few, quite a few. Hmm. I mean, the I most hope, I, I, I remember Edge. Good, I hope that remember Edge on Cena. Yeah, Edge on Cena, and and, and this this one, the Miz, the Miz on you know Drew. That's all I can think of, at least off the top of my yeah, head. I, I feel like there was a, there was a, it there was could a, be more. I'm sure there is there, more. I was, yeah, I was curious. Didn't Big Show cash in on someone at Chamber, or am I thinking of something else? I thought Big Show uh, got cashed on. Or maybe he got cashed. Yeah, I remember something with Big Show. I think I remember. I don't remember. Yeah, no, so, hey, listen, if you know what it is, get us on Twitter at WrestleBuzz with three yeah. Z's. Yeah, Let us know because if we're not thinking of it, we want you to tell us. I just I just um, don't like a cash in so close to Mania like that. <laughs> I know, but you know what? With the Miz, though, this gives you a lot of intrigue, and I kind yeah, of I like exactly. that. It gives, it gives yeah. you some options for sure. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, I'll go next for MVP because Joey's researching something really quick. I'm gonna go Santos Escobar. I know he lost, but he proved that he deserved to be in that match and that oh, he yeah. deserves to be in other higher profile matches that are not just cruiserweight title matches because you got to be 205 pounds mm-hmm. to wrestle for the cruiserweight championship. We got some, we got some lighter weight guys down there, but you know what? Santos should be perceived as a main event type player. And I think he deserved it based on that performance. 100%. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking over. Um, good choice though. Uh, my MVP of the week, two people and you, we don't talk about them often here. NXT UK. New tag team oh, champions, pretty oh, deadly. Okay. Uh, if you have, if you don't watch NXT UK, it's tough. I know there's a lot of wrestling every week. Give it, give it a shot. Pretty deadly is a solid tag team. Up and comers, uh, new tag team champs. Just want to give a little shout out to the boys across the pond. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> good job, boys. Uh, welcome back. We're all back here, guys. We'll, we'll try to make it never happen again. Uh, we apologize for the hiatus. Thank you for joining us on episode 44 of the Wrestling Journal podcast. And as always, take care. Stay safe. Watch Pro Wrestling.